Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Photography takes an instant out of time, altering life by holding it still. And that's a quote by the incredible photographer Dorothea Lang. So I want to welcome you again to The Profitable Photographer. It's been a long couple of weeks since I've recorded. So if I seem a little rusty or flaky, (laughs) just enjoy that or don't. (laughs) And I'm so excited to talk to our guest today, Michael Davis, because we're going to be talking about wedding albums. And that's something that's near and dear to my heart. In fact, albums in general are something that I'm particularly fond of. And as I was sitting down here, I realized if you're watching this, I've been going through albums of family things, and these are like 70 years old. So I grew up with albums in my life, and I know Michael is just as passionate about creating them for our clients as I am. Um, Let's see. So remember that this is also going to be on YouTube, or if you're watching on YouTube, remember that this is also on my podcast platform. And let's just get started. (laughs) So welcome, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. What a great smile. (laughs) I hope you you go to YouTube, everybody, so you can see that great (laughs) smile. So Michael is a wedding photographer and a storyteller who focuses on preserving his clients' love stories through albums and prints. Yay. Michael has been a professional wedding photographer since 2011, and he continues to work with clients, but he also coaches photographers on how to build albums that sell. And I invited him to be on the show because this is a topic we really haven't dived, dove into about how you create the albums. Mm -hmm. I'm always preaching make albums, make wall portraits, but um, thank you for helping us figure out how the heck you do it. So Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. So a little brief background, if you would, kind sir. Of course, of course. So thank you again for having me. I I greatly appreciate it. And I love love talking about stories, right? Because that's what we're Mm -hmm. talking about, right? And and my, my love of storytelling... Um, started probably in the early 2000s. I used to do digital stories with middle school kids. And what I realized is that people just, they want to be seen and they want to be heard, you know? And um, the beauty with uh, photography is that we have a chance to do that. Like we have a chance to listen to our couples and listen to our families um, and and give them the vision that they want and then show them what that looks like in Mm. the book. Show them what that looks like in the album. Show that what it looks like on their walls. And I'm glad that I can I can do that as a profession. So did you grow up with a camera in your hand? Were those video stories? Yeah. So so I yep. So I actually um I went to art school. Um oh. I have a degree in digital art, multimedia design, and I graduated uh doing video production. Um oh. and this was in 2007. And then I started doing digital storytelling with middle school kids. 
And I transitioned in photography in the early 2000s, um, really because the return on investment was easier than video. Mm. Um, and my wife said, uh, this hobby needs to stop coming out of uh, your full-time job salary account. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to figure out like how to pay for itself. And, right. um, and I went the photo route um, and never, never put the camera back down. And, mm-hmm. I, and I and I and I absolutely love it. Um, and the storytelling's the same because I have an art background and a video background. Transition of photography was very very seamless. Mm. That makes total sense. And yes, the hours that people put, especially pre digital, the hours that videographers would have to put in to create a nice video that I think gets watched a few times when it's mm-hmm. new. And then on anniversaries, and then now in my background, they're all um, VCR. So Mm -hmm. I'd have to pull out my VCR (laughs) where I put that. Um, And I still value it because even though I'm no longer married, there's family members. There's me looking much thinner and younger. And, you know, my dad and mom are no longer with me. So, but... The albums, we can sit down and look at them all the time so simply, as long as we got eyeballs, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) And even if we just listen, and I think that's the beauty of of creating albums and sharing stories, is that just sharing like, oh, this is what's happening on this page. Like they're conversation starters. Every page turner is right. a conversation starter that invites people to share in that in that moment in that story and and what's happening and who's there and all the excitement and mm-hmm. that that's the beauty of of just turning page by page by page mm-hmm. um in a wedding album and whether it's a wedding album or a family portrait album or or your your family albums that you just showed mm-hmm. um that's that's where the stories is. And that's why I always introduce myself as a storyteller and wedding photographer. I'm a storyteller first um, because I focus on what is it that my clients are trying to share with me? What is it that they want to showcase to the world? What is it that they want their loved ones to experience? Because their wedding day, while it might be one day, um, it's still their love story that literally lasts till the end of time right. and putting that in a physical product. That's what preserves it. Mm-hmm. And that that's the work that I do for my clients. And that is the philosophy that I try to teach to other students um, that I coach is, is saying like, Hey, like we're not just giving physical products. Like we're giving, we're giving legacy. You know, and I know that's a buzzword, right? <laughs> you know, it's, legacy. It's a buzzword because it's a good one. It's yes, apropos. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it is. Like, like yeah. we are preserving um, our clients' legacy and their stories um, to outlive them, and and that's amazing. And this might be a little vain of me, but I love being a part of that process. Mm. Like, it just gives me joy. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, and I don't think it's vain. I think it it shows a heart for service to want to produce that. What I loved, first of all, a couple of things. I had never thought about it quite the way you just did, that a story, an album has a, is a story when we put it together in that way, but there's stories within the stories. So like in that 
little book that I just held up, I'd been looking for years for this picture of me sitting uh, among flowers. And I don't know why this album got buried and then it showed up recently and there was that picture. And I remember my parents telling me the story of that photograph. So yeah, it's these little, holds these little treasures that are, you know, gets deeper and deeper. And the other thing I'm realizing, if people listened to my show last week, my mom passed away just a few days ago. And the photographs are taking on different meanings now that she's gone in the documenting of the different eras of her life. And um, there's just something that what I what I heard you say is like, there's more than like, oh, here's a memory mm-hmm. that's on the surface. Mm-hmm. That there's there's a much deeper value yes. in those legacies. So I love that. Yes, it, it definitely it definitely keeps um it keeps them alive in us. Mm-hmm. Right. Um yeah. and and one of the the biggest challenges that I see other photographers battle with is well. I don't want to be a salesperson. Like, I don't want to give them something that Mm. they don't want. But everybody wants to cherish their loved ones. Mm. You know, like everybody, everybody wants to keep those stories alive. Everybody wants to see a representation of what that person looks like and what they used to wear and what they did and them smiling or dancing on the dance floor. Everybody wants those moments. It's a injustice to us if we're not doing that for them. Yep. I'm <laughs> I'm on the same page. I always feel like I did not do my job if I don't create things that are finished as opposed to handing off digital files. Mm-hmm. Why do you think having the files is is not complete? What's the issue for that? So, you know, I as I, as I was thinking about this, I just finished a, um a wedding expo in Austin, Texas. And when I will put the albums inside of uh, of the potential client's hands, they were, they were just like, wow, this is not even my wedding. And I'm getting so emotional Mm. about it. They're like, like, I don't even know these people. And like, I want to cry right now because this is Mm. so beautiful. Mm. Um, And so it was those moments that that I realized that um, a snapshot is not enough. A soul picture on your computer or on your phone, it only tells a piece. It's a, it's a piece of the puzzle, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we're missing everything else if they don't have that book. Right. So why don't they just make it themselves? What's wrong with, well, it's not wrong, you know, not making people wrong mm-hmm. that don't do albums, but why do you feel it's a disservice to let them put their own albums together? Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I think that uh, the first thing is there's a, a a large group of photographers who just don't know how. Like they just, they don't know how to do it. What, mm-hmm. what are the tools? Um, how much do they cost? How do I do this? What software do I need? What album companies do I choose? There's just so much information. There's so much at their fingertips that... It's like information overload. Right. Where do where do I start? Right. And, and then the second piece is 
uh, changing that mentality, that mindset from delivering just digital galleries to really calling that story into pages. Mm-hmm. Because we can shoot a wedding and we can deliver a thousand images, but we're not putting a thousand images inside of an album. Right. You know, we're we're putting maybe a hundred to 150, you know, maybe a hundred page album or different volumes mm-hmm. that we're creating. And each image is intentional. Right. And I think it's that intentionality, like as we continue along this digital age, like with mirrorless cameras, just shooting, 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 the more and more people shoot, the less, in my opinion, people are being intentional about, like, I want, I want to capture this because mm-hmm. this moment matters and this is going to be beautiful on this page and this album with these people. And they're going to appreciate this for the rest mm-hmm. of their lives. I, when you were starting what you just said, I had this picture of movie makers, filmmakers saying, yes, you know, like Steven Spielberg saying he made a movie called E.T. And you get in the mail, you get 15 CDs with all of the takes, all of the things. And and within there is the movie. Um, maybe he even includes some soundtracks and says, okay, here's here's that movie. Uh, like, is that, a, you know, that's not a movie. That's the raw <laughs> materials. So what I'm hearing from you is that you are the filmmaker. You're the storyteller. Like any great director, it would be the director that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. figures out the final cuts and the music and when you stop and when you start and where that scene goes, you know, like I'm, when I do wedding albums, I'm always like, how do I open this up? Do I want it with just the bride and progress? Or do I want to start with a magnificent one and then work backwards? Or it also helps when there's a page and the groom's family mm-hmm. is all on that page. So you get the little story of, this is the groom's family. So am I, am I on the. On yeah, the no, right track? of course, of course. And, and you know what? And I want to introduce another maybe contentious topic is that the, the barrier to our industry is very low right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, anybody can essentially pick up a camera and say that, you know, these are my prices. And if couples say, oh, this fits with my budget, I like their photos, they'll hire them. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's been happening for probably the last decade in the rise of digital cameras, if not more. Right. And so what I'm seeing more often than not is just that, you know, I have a camera, I take some nice photos. So you should trust me. And what I tell myself and what I tell my students is that it's so much more because they're not trusting you to take pictures, right. they're trusting you to document what they don't even see. They're trusting you to 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 take their entire day and show them these are the people, these are the moments, mm-hmm. these are the um the emotions. Um and and back to our intention that takes intention from the artist. Right. And part of and part of what I do is that I try to be very intentional even from the beginning when I when I talk to my clients during a consultation, I'm learning about them. 
I want to know who they are. I want to know the love story. I want to know how they mm-hmm. met. Mm-hmm. I want to know their vision for the wedding because all of that is important. You know, the, the mm-hmm. music that they choose, why they chose the first dance, every piece of that is important because they're being intentional about how they plan their wedding, about mm-hmm. who they invite to their wedding. Um, so I need to be intentional about receiving that information because when I build their album, I'm putting in those pieces that I've learned from them. That's 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 part of them and that's part of their story. I'm putting in those people. You know, if I know like Great Aunt Sue came from Australia and they haven't seen them in 15 years, of course I'm going to pay attention to Great Aunt Sue, you know, who's going to be in an mm-hmm. album, you know, right. versus, you know, someone who's maybe always on the dance floor, but they're a guest, you right. know. And they're fun to photograph. Yes. But um, they're not, that important maybe one of those just to show the fun Correct. but not endlessly Correct. yeah yeah i'm thinking about when i was married the first time uh, a friend photographed that was a, a good photographer he did a great job and then he gave me the negatives and then as someone i'd only been in the business two years maybe and then I had to figure out how to make a wedding album. Mm-hmm. And it took me an entire year. And I was a photographer. So do you agree that, or I think what I was hearing with the overwhelm, or the next thing I would include is, so if it's overwhelming for us, imagine oh, a yes. client with a thousand images or more trying to figure out how to make an album. So maybe they do a quick shutterfly and a few eight by tens, but at their memorial, 80 years later, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. there's not going to be an album of that person's wedding yeah. day in, you know, in the reception. So and you're and you're right. Like like we we get overwhelmed all the time. Yeah. Um, I've heard from a lot of photographers that they're still working on their family album or they're still working yeah. on their wedding album and they got married like years ago. Yeah. And part about being intentional is that like I print out my family portraits. So when we take family pictures, whether we hire a professional or whether um, I do it on my camera or vacation, we have a wall of pictures. Mm-hmm. And I have three kids and my kids love to look at that stuff. Yeah. They love to look at their pictures. They love to look through the photo books. Um, and I think that that because I see the joy in my own children and my own family and watching them grow up, I'm I'm saying, hey, let me do this for you because I know how taxing it is. I know how much time it takes to carve out and sit down and say, okay, I have all these images now what do I do? Do I just right. throw them all in, in online? You mm-hmm. know, how do I pick the best ones? And if I'm being honest, um, my clients hire me because they trust me. Yes. Not just to photograph their wedding, but they trust me to be present enough to understand what is important to them. Right. And and when we're talking about finishing that story, um, it doesn't end until they have the album in their hands mm. and they trust me to to put those pictures in that make the most sense so that when I show them the draft of the album, they're like, oh my God, 
this was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know some of this stuff happened. Right. And it's a completely different response to when they get their online gallery. They get their online gallery and they're just like, oh, these are pretty pictures. But when they get their album, they're just like, oh, and look at grandma on the dance floor and this. And, oh, I didn't even know this moment. Ha-. Like, it's it's worlds apart from each other. From yes. looking at it digitally, then actually actually holding it. Mm-hmm. And so during my consultations, one of the reasons why I tell my couples my albums are included um, in the packages is because I know life happens. Mm-hmm. After your wedding day, um, whether you decide to start a family, whether you already have a family, um, whether you're going on your honeymoon, whether you're not going on your honeymoon right away, like life continues to happen. And building that album and getting those prints just gets pushed and pushed and pushed until you look up and you're celebrating your 20 year anniversary and you're like, we've, we never built this. Yeah. We never built this at all. Yeah. And now all of that enjoyment for those 20 years, the kids, like I have, (laughs) my parents hired a beginning photographer for their wedding. And nothing turned out. But there was someone who had just purchased a camera and slide film, which who knew 1944, 43, 44, they had just invented slide film. And so a friend of theirs stood next to the photographer and took six pictures. And those six turned out well. But they're not looking at the camera. They're looking just off to the photographer. Mm-hmm. But still, the amount of times my siblings and I and my parents and nieces and nephews have looked at and treasured the picture of them at the cake and, of course, at the altar and a couple of other key moments was precious. And mm-hmm. just can imagine if that photographer's film (laughs) come out uh what would have happened now people might wonder how did that work and back in the 40s they had flash a kind of flash i don't you took art classes maybe the photography (laughs) but they were these there was a big flash that the duration of the light was longer than Mm -hmm. our strobes so when when the one photographer clicked, then the other one knew to click and was able to get images. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's important. I love everything you're saying. And oh, <laughs> thank you. People are either if they're on this, you know, team wedding album, are like, yeah, preach, or they're like, huh, maybe I need to think about that. But what I'm um, wanting to have you share next, because we've covered the why, is. Mm-hmm. First of all, how do you shoot for the story? And mm-hmm. then I want to talk about some of the practicalities of creating a wedding album. Of course, of course. So throughout this entire conversation, I'm still going to reiterate intention, right? Um, and I think before you even pick your camera up, you have to be intentional about knowing what the story is, knowing what it is that you're actually photographing and who it is that you're actually photographing and swallowing your ego and saying, this is not about me as an artist. This is about the people in front of me, the people who trusted me to um, photograph one of the most um, vulnerable and intimate moments in their lives. 
And so during my consultation, I go in with that intention to understand it and unpack what's what's important to them, what their lives look like, how they met, you know, and all those things. Because that that helps feed um the wedding day. It helps me understand what to look for, the relationship with their parents. Um, the meaningfulness about who's invited and who's important um, to make sure that I'm paying attention and capturing those special moments and not just waiting for stuff to happen. Okay. Because if I know, if I know that they have a special relationship or they haven't seen somebody important for a long time, when they enter that room, I already know magic is going to happen, you know, and being Mm -hmm. prepared for that. Um, and that and that begins during the consultation. Right. That doesn't begin when I show up at the wedding day. Got it. Do you have a checklist? I when I do weddings, I have some things that I think are foundational, and so I have a checklist, and my assistant helps me. Do you use a checklist? And is it different for every client? Um, I, I have an internal checklist and then I have a, uh, important people list. Okay. Right. Um, so that I know the important people that they want, um, to capture and they want to focus on. Um, and the reason why I actually don't, um, have like a, you know, the checklist that you see on wedding wire. And I used to have brides send me a checklist to say, make sure you get this and this and this and this and this, you know, um, or send me like, you know, uh, three pages of Pinterest ideas and things of that sort. And, And the reason why I don't do that is because I find that, you know, if I am focusing on my physical checklist or something that they gave me, I'm not being present in the moment. I'm making, I'm like, okay, did I get this? Did I get this? Did I get that? Instead of watching things unfold and being Mm -hmm. present. And I think shooting through those moments, in my opinion, is more important than any checklist that, that anybody can give me because yes, while, you know, you want a picture of your jewelry and your dress and, and those things of that sort. um, If I spend too much time on that, I'm missing the camaraderie Mm -hmm. in the room. Yeah, I'm missing the the jokes and the cheers and the laughter. I'm missing the tears, mm-hmm. you know, between siblings. And while mainstream media has trained us and trained couples to say, like, these are these are the pictures that you need, right? Mm-hmm. Like, these are the poses that you need. You need to look like this. You need to wear this. You know, I combat that and say, you know, in five years, in ten years, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm at all you know it's going to be those moments with those people right and so that's and that's what i focus on more often than not so in my internal checklist you know along with the story i do take notes you know during my consultations i take notes about things that they're telling me about and i refresh myself you know before the wedding day family dynamics you know all those things so that i'm prepared and i know what i'm walking into and then you know i allow myself to be present and and shoot through the moments um, and capture the things that people don't see. Mm-hmm. Now, I do get the stuff that they want. You know, of course, you know, they want things that, that are on Instagram worthy. So, you know, I'll get, you know, a picture or two of those. But every time, it never fails that the pictures that I take and the moments that I capture, they feel so much more connected to Mm. than the picture that they wanted that they saw on Pinterest. Right. Because 
it's real. It's not, it's not a scripted event. Yeah. Now my checklist, and this was in the days of film, mostly was there so I could sleep at night. <laughs> I because I couldn't remember if I got the bride with her mom and dad alone. If I got, you know, just those, um, the ones that sell consistently and to mm -hmm. me are part mm -hmm. of everyone's story in an album, which is to to kind of have the cast <laughs> featured. Yes. And yes. it was always the ones that when I sat down and helped them design albums, the ones they purchased and the ones <clears throat> they included. Uh, luckily, candids and real moments are much more popular than when I was doing weddings. I was great at candids and mm -hmm. very few of them would end up as featured images in the book because it just wasn't popular. I mean, when I started, one of the go-tos was the bride and groom double exposure looking down on the ceremony. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Which one day, because I did that and it was so hard to do and I, I didn't like it, but I thought you had to do it. And one day I realized, no, I don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. taking the bride and groom outside and doing romantics and and i was like as god is my witness mm -hmm. i'll never do a double exposure again so you know i love how you bring your own heart and your own vision fully into and, you, and you said something very very important about um trends right mm -hmm. trends sell online right they don't they don't sell when we're like right in front of the person and they're looking at their photos Interesting. Tell me what you more you know? what you mean by that. Yeah. So when you're talking about like the double exposure, I remember maybe five or ten years ago, dinosaurs chasing couples down <laughs> down the um down the road. Um, and then now, you know, there's like viral TikToks and people want to do this and people want to do that, or all of it is trendy, all of it is fun. They're really cool images. But when we talk about what are clients most willing to spend their money on. And I find it tends to be the people that they love. Yeah. At the <laughs> end of the day, they want to pay to remember the people that they love, not what they saw on Pinterest. Right. Not what they saw on Instagram. And that's what I mean by that. And I see a lot of photographers, they're shooting, they're capturing the trends, they're trying to capture everything. Um, they're shooting all this stuff and they're not they're not being intentional about, about being present in the moment and watching things unfold and listening to reactions and responding to people's body language. Um, because that is so much more important than, okay, did I get this most recent trend that you know they saw on pinterest right you no know, right. that they saw on instagram or that they saw another photographer took you mm -hmm. know did i did i take that picture mm -hmm. you know because sometimes more often than not those pictures don't make the albums right and if we don't sit down with our clients and help them select what they love we would never know that mm -hmm. so that to me is one of the strong reasons besides everything else that you're talking about is that our work becomes a better and b more targeted to what they love? Uh, so you I think are so right that we're on the same page with that. Now, do you think that 
clients really care about someone's editing style. Like someone looking for dark and moody or light and airy. Um, I have an opinion on that, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask yours first. Yes. Um, I think clients care today, but they don't care tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that, you know, in this, the same, you know, breath, we're talking about trends. Um, people want to stay relevant. And in this, in this age of going viral and being relevant and, and trying to have the latest thing or stay with the latest trends or be hit like the rest of their friends or get published in a magazine, mm. um, what they're missing is that in a year from now, in five years from now, in 10 years from now, in 25 years from now, none of that's going to matter. Right. It's going to shift. The trends are going to shift. What you did on your wedding day is no longer going to be relevant. And your child is going to say, well, mom, you know, that was, that was an old thing. And we don't need, we don't do that anymore. You know, mm -hmm. none, none of that is going to be relevant. And the only thing that's going to stand the test of the time is being able to see the people, being okay. able to live in the moments. Right. And um, for that reason, I tell people that my style is, you know, classic meets modern and creative. And I actually had a, uh, a client, a potential client at the wedding expo come up to me and say, hey, do you do, you know, editorial? And I was like, you know, we could do polls and set things out. She was like, oh, no, movement and and blurness and this that and i was like no i was like i don't i don't do that and if that's something that you want then you know i would you know reach out to a photographer who does that mm -hmm. because my goal as you see in here is for you to relive these moments and these people right and not focus on oh did i get that shot that i saw in vanity fair right right i used to always when someone would bring me a picture from a magazine this is pre computer and i'd say you know a, like a bride an incredible scene or bride and groom and i say you know they had a team of 20 people and they spent a day to get this one perfect image so i cannot promise that mm -hmm. so having our clients expectations of us and saying yes to what we're comfortable with is what i am hearing from you that you know who you are what you do um is important and if someone wants a photographer that does the whole thing like it's a fashion spread, then there are people that do a beautiful job with that. And yep. that's just not your style or my style. So, yeah, I was thinking about at a certain point in my career, hand-colored black and whites, where you did spot color on a real black and white photograph with the Marshall Oils was a trend. And then it was a trend for a while with digital wedding photographs and then it became like if you want that i'd rather burn my camera <laughs> than do spot and what i'm hearing from you is what's really important is not the spot color it's who is in the photograph mm -hmm. what does that mm -hmm. mean the fact that there's little hand colored hat and flowers and cheeks or not is unimportant over time. And in yes. fact, I think sometimes trends can make something look so dated that it's harder to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. In my mm -hmm. experience, my theory is people want to look good and they 
you know, they want to look like they're having a good time and they just want it pretty. So if it's dark and moody, but you can still see the people or if it's light and airy mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. me, I tend to go a little saturated. That's cool. If someone doesn't like that, I'll do other editing styles because my intention is good photography. Mm-hmm. How it's edited is a secondary issue. Um, I agree. Partly because I don't want it to look old fashioned in five years. Correct. And I tell my clients that, you know, um, the only indication of your wedding date that I want people to to see is your wedding dress. Mm-hmm. That's the only indication. Everything else, I want you to feel like this could have happened yesterday. Yeah. I want you to look like yourself. I want you to look like you're having fun. Um, All the music, all the love, all the tears. Um, Like it just happened yesterday. Because when when you open those books up, I want you to feel like those people are are right next to you. Right. You don't want to be like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Look at that. That... So like some of the cakes that had fountains and little lights and, and things like everything has trends and it's actually fun to have some of that captured. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. I'm hearing you say is you don't want that to be what's most noticeable. And that should be the selling point. Right. right? And, and that, and I think that um, when we're talking about, you know, why photographers maybe struggle with making or selling albums is because their selling point is they're not starting off with the right selling point. Got you know, it. if you're if you're selling the trend, if you're selling the editing style, then you're not focused on the person. You're focused on on you and what you right. can do and not necessarily what is it that this client is actually coming to you for. Right. What's important to them? What is it that they want? Who is important to them? Um, why are the people there? Why are, why are the songs there? Why are the colors there? How meaningful they are. Mm-hmm. And so I try to focus on that. And and when I talk to people about building albums or when, or when I'm building albums myself, they need to make sense. The pages need mm-hmm. to make sense. The pictures need to make sense with each other. Right. And if they don't, then people are going to see like something's off. Right. It's like bad writing, you know, right. (laughs) When you're reading a book, you're like, what? This doesn't make sense. Or, Mm -hmm. or I don't understand how they got here. And you have to reread and reread. Like it really should be effortless. Right. As we turn the pages. Right. Right. And part of that is making sure that you're paying attention again to those moments and Mm -hmm. not to the latest trend. You're paying attention to the people and not your editing style. Um, all of that, all of that should be secondary or even tertiary because, um, it shifts. I love that word tertiary yeah. <laughs> it's third, but it's a good word. <laughs> yeah. It, it shifts, yeah. but you know, the only thing that is going to, to stand the test of time is what you give them yes. and what you give them should be a representation of of who they are. Right. And if I'm doing my job correctly, when they see their proofs, because I, I send them album proofs before anything goes to print, when they see their proofs, they're like, wow, like you got us. Yeah. I didn't even know these things happened. Right. I, I forgot this person was there. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, look at Aunt Judy on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember this moment with my dad. You, you know, like, like, like you were there, you were right. present and I didn't even know you were there and you got right. everything, you know, yeah. like yeah. that, that matters so much more than giving them 1500 images. Right. So thank you for all of that. And I am totally you know, <laughs> team album with you, Michael. We're almost out of time. From a practical standpoint, are there some album companies that you really love? Yeah. And then do you use a, a design software? Yes. So what are your recommendations? Yeah. So I will say building albums doesn't have to be hard, right? Um, I use Funny Software. Funny makes my life so easy. Yes. F-U-N-D-Y, Fundy, if yes. people are like, what did he say? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Funny designer. Before I started using Funny, I was building albums in Photoshop. Yeah. Like, yes, I was storyboarding. (laughs) I was storyboarding in Photoshop. And then along comes, I'm introduced to Fundy and it makes like my life so much easier. And this drag and drop, it's it's seamless. And the beautiful thing about Fundy is that they have relationships with tons of album companies that you can use right in their software. Um, me personally, I love Floor Color. Um, Flora? Flora, yes, okay. Floor Color is a company, album company based out of Portugal. Mm. Um, and I I fell in love with Floor Color because I was looking for a wow album. I was like, mm. I want something that is a statement. And I found a wooden album mm. and they had it. And I said, yes. Let's check this out. This is the cover, the right? <laughs> cover of my family photo album. <laughs> right, it is classic. It's classic, and you don't see that much. And I said, "Yes, that's my wow statement." And then I fell in love with their line, and so I use Floricolor for all of my wedding albums and my family albums. And then for my engagement albums, I use Miller's because I like you know something that um, they can write on. Um, mm. And uh, if they if they want their guests to sign or a nice keepsake, um, so they have uh, Miller's for the smaller albums, and then for my wedding albums, uh, I use Floricolor. Um, okay, and they're amazing. Great, great. Yeah, I used to use Art or Leather Craftsman, and they recently closed. And the closest I've found. And actually, one of their 30-year employees is now working for Fineo. Okay, yep. And, um, so if I were still doing a lot of albums, I would check them out. Okay, so two quick questions. Question one, I know you have something you'd like to offer. Mm-hmm. You have a drawing, so tell me about that. And yeah. How do yeah. they enter? Yes, yeah. so I want to make it easy for photographers to learn how to build albums. And I think part of that is not having to figure it out on your own. So um, I'm definitely willing to give away a free coaching session on how to build an album and show them the tools that I use and walk them through the process and use their picture so they can see how I take a wedding because I build albums, even for couples that I don't photograph their weddings. Mm -hmm. I take other photographers' pictures and showcase that story so they oh. can see what is it what does a story look like? What are the components of a story um, that you want to look for? And that one-on-one photographers find it so helpful to say, I never thought about that. I didn't think yeah. these two can go there. And it changes their way of photographing. 
Okay. So what is either something you have not shared or just a parting thought that you would like people to take away? A parting thought is that you don't have to be a salesman to uh, make families happy. Got it. Love it. All right. And so to um, get in touch with Michael, it is michaeldavisphotography at gmail.com. And so you can apply for that session. And this has just been so fun. And I love uh, commiserating with somebody that believes everything I do. <laughs> yes. So just a correction is Michael T. Davis photography. Oh, sorry. At yeah, I don't have my glasses no. on. <laughs> no, Michael T. Fine. Davis photography at Gmail. Thank yes. you so much. Oh, thank you. And stay tuned for my little quick wrap up. Well, thank you for listening this far. Michael was awesome, wasn't he? And I'm going to get him back on and have him do a step-by-step of how you design a wedding album another time. But I hope you are super inspired. If you are already doing albums, you know, just excited to hear all that. And if you're at the point where you're like, you know what, I do want to offer a higher level of service. Excuse me, a higher level of service. Um, You know, I hope this motivates you to think about when we're working with clients, that what we do is super important and taking the time to tell the story. First of all, it's really fun. It's very gratifying, but it also is so uh, special and important. So I don't think I need a lot of giving you the little wrap up other than being intentional, getting to know the people really well, having consultations where you learn everything about them and their day and family, and then being really mindful as you're photographing about how that can translate into an edited down album with, you know, 80 pictures, 100 photographs, a series of books. So that's it for now. Stay tuned. Hope you're enjoying 2023 or whatever year you're in as you're listening to this and stay tuned till next time. Bye. You have been listening to the highly profitable photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share to connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs. Just go to lucydumascoaching.com until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.